0: Hey, what's up, missionaries? This is Len, a.k.a. The Bad Tribble, welcoming you to this very special edition of the Michaud Mission, where Vincent and I review Black Panther Wakanda forever. A programming note, though, about two minutes into our review, Vincent and I get really, really excited and somehow we shorted out the microphones, totally unbeknownst to us. The sound is still there. You can still hear us, but it does sound like we're talking in a little bit of a tunnel. We didn't discover this until after we finished the review and both of us are going on our way. So I have adjusted the volume as best I can, but I knew that there was an urgency to bring you this review. So here it is. It's not the best sound quality, but it's a very good review of Black Panther Wakanda forever. Enjoy. The Black Panther.
1: Wakanda will fall.
0: All my life. By bringing peace covered
1: in it. That can't be good.
0: Let's go! One slice. Now is our time.
1: Black Panther, will Wakanda forever, only in theaters. Get tickets now.
0: Hey, welcome to the Micho Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat-Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing you a very special edition of the Micho Mission. Vincent and I have decided that there are some new films that are hitting the theaters that are just too important to wait down the line for us to actually review and they're so important that we don't even have the time to make it before the cameras before we have to sit down and bring you our review one because we know that you eagerly are awaiting our thoughts on the movie and two because we can't wait to share our thoughts (laughs) then there's that part yeah (laughs) It's more that than the other, to be fair. Because we have been sitting on our hands for over a week. I know. To talk together about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yes, yes. Which hit theaters this just this past weekend, and apparently everyone in America saw it. Yes. The movie has made... Uh, a little over a hundred and eighty million dollars in America. In America, three thirty worldwide. Worldwide, everyone is seeing it from the tip of the North Pole to the bottom of the South Pole. Everyone is rocking out in Wakanda, and we were no less. And we couldn't wait. Like the the cameras, we can't even find the cameras. We just said, "Yo, we got to talk and bring you this podcast." Right now, bring you our thoughts on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. All right, now, this was a 2022 American superhero film by Marvel Studios, distributed, of course, by Walt Disney, the sequel to 2018's Black Panther, and the official 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This film, directed by Ryan Kugler, which who also wrote the, co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole, stars Letitia Wright, Lapita Nyong'o, Denae Guerrera, Winston Duke, Florence Kashumba, Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, Tina Herrera, Martin Freeman, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Angela Bassett in Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Vincent what do you have to say about Black Panther Wakanda forever
1: all involved had an almost impossible task just just generally i, I think the phenomenon of the first Black Panther film <laughs> it, it's fair to say surpassed everyone's expectations mm-hmm. It was a film that did very well financially. But I think even more importantly, it was a film that had such an extraordinary cultural impact. Yes. That it transcended just a film in the Marvel series. Easily. easily. I I think it was the 18th in the series, but but certainly it transcended that and again left this lasting cultural impact.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: arguably still Marvel's most important movie. I don't even think that's arguing right? yeah. about how it's importance. Yeah. So making a sequel to that just under the best conditions I think would, would have been an extraordinary mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. But then we had the, 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 the amazingly tragic and for many of us for most of us sudden passing of the lead. The the late, great, dearly departed, greatly missed Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. And the task was how do you create a continuation of this culturally significant film without the person who's portrayed the center of the film and a person who by all accounts, was amazingly close to the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And I think the decision that Ryan Kugler makes to take this on by by really setting this film in grief. This is a film about grief. This is a film about mourning. Full disclosure or FYI or warning, we're, we're gonna deal with spoilers. Yes. So so if you've not seen the film, please go see the film. That's my first and last warning. This film starts with T'Challa's death. And it is sudden, it is immediately, it is
0: immediate, it is jarring. And it is also it's important to note that it is also off
1: camera, like Chadwick Boseman's passing. Like Chadwick po- Chadwick Bos- Boseman's passing, and it immediately centers Letitia Wright mm-hmm. as our character that we're going to focus on. Yeah, yeah. And then this film sits in it. This is a film about grief. We see the funeral. And then a year passes. But much like many of us who've lost people, everyone is still mourning. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways, this is when the mourning starts. I, I think when someone dies, there's that immediate shock. Mm-hmm. But then there's the mourning. And I think this film does such a magnificent <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> a magnificent job capturing what it's like to mourn. Whether we're talking about the character of Shuri, played by Letitia Wright, who has buried herself in work Mm -hmm. and buried herself in the lab in a way that is a jarring juxtaposition to the Shuri that we saw in the first film, Mm -hmm. where the lab brings her joy and pleasure and and just everything about the the sunshine yeah that was this character in the lab in the first film in this <clears> film you can tell she's just like she's just pulling her her science around her to protect her
0: yeah yeah like armor
1: whether there's Angela Bassett who is who has turned to her faith and turned to the to tradition and and has 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 the duty of running her country mm-hmm. again as Queen Ramanda, which you see her and and she is regal and she is wonderful and it's Angela Bassett playing Ramanda as Angela Bassett. It's one of the best special effects or in the film is Angela Bassett's arms. <laughs> And those are
0: practical effects. Those I don't are want to be, practical. There's no CGI there happening. There's no
1: CGI. <laughs> but there are these wonderful moments where you see Ramonda without her headdress. Mm-hmm. And she's cut her hair. And she. Looks, which is significant. Which is significant. Because she used to have the locks. She had the locks, and now her hair is short. And, and she's mourning. She is sad. And it is grief. And this is a film where the subtext. And the text blend Mm -hmm. because I think all of us are still mourning Chadwick Boseman. All of us are mourning this, this empty space. Yeah. Where this person, this character, this phenomenon came into our lives Mm -hmm. and then was torn away from us. Mm -hmm. And it's so brave. Like, I can't get over the bravery of Ryan Coogler to take this head on and to take a, a marquee film like a Black Panther sequel. And 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 certainly we say things about Marvel the company and in Disney and this big, huge conglomerate. But I, I have to give kudos to the business side. Mm-hmm that they trusted Ryan Coogler enough, that they respected Ryan Coogler enough to let him turn this film into this beautiful meditation on what it is to mourn, Mm -hmm. what it is to grieve, Mm -hmm. and healthy ways to grieve, and what happens when you don't grieve in a healthy way. I am about to say, yeah, because it's the other side, too. Because Shuri... Grapples with this in in one of the great hiding in plain sight moments where Shuri takes, you know, ends up taking the heart shaped herb and she goes to the ancestral plane, but she sees her cousin Killmonger. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan in an electrifying scene. (laughs) (laughs) When she comes back and she dons her suit, which you realize is that she actually doesn't put on a Black Panther costume. That's a Killmonger costume. Mm. Because that's where she is. And she works through this grief. She works through her sadness. She works through the rage. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of anger when you mourn. It ends up in a place of peace. Yeah. By the end of this film. We haven't even mentioned Namor. No. I haven't even mentioned Namor. In the midst of all of this, you have the introduction of an entirely different culture, an entirely different group based on the Marvel Comics Atlantis. But in this case, Atlantis is a pre-European contact. Aztec slash Mexican meso American culture, headed by Namor. Mm. Tenak Haruta. Yeah, it's the actor thing. Is yeah. the actor. And he is very much in a place similar to where Wakanda was in the first film. Mm-hmm. Where we should stay hidden. We should, we, we should be here. We, we're, according to Namor, Wakanda going public is one step closer to shining a light on Namor and his people. Mm-hmm. Because now that the world knows about Vibranium, they're searching for Vibranium, which is what the. I'm going to call them Atlanteans. No, the telecom. Telecom. Telecom has grown out of Vibranium exposure as well. So he knows it's only a matter of time before they find him and his people as well. And in a great moment of commentary this mesoamerican mexican descended character speaking to an african character says no good comes of europeans looking for us and our resources yeah. we know what this leads to exactly especially since the americans have found a scientist who can create a machine to locate vibranium so now we get introduced to another plot element, and that would, of course, be Dominique Thorne. Yes. As? Riri Williams. hmm <coughs> The genius character from MIT, a 19-year-old genius, black woman, who is an inventor, uh, retrofits some stark technology. Yeah. She will become the hero Ironheart. So now she is on the scene as well. Yes. And all of this comes together. Mm-hmm. All of this comes together into a film that, in a light, I've been calling it a, a, an, an emotional roller coaster since I saw it because it's it's it is sad. Oh yeah, it is graceful. Mm-hmm. There is action. Ruth Carter once again, <sighs> once again gives nothing but but uh, a, 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 an array of delights mm. for the
0: eyes. Yeah, she's the uh, costume. And the set
1: costume and set designer. She won an Academy Award for the sets and the costumes in Wakanda mm-hmm. for Black Panther. You have more sets and costumes in Wakanda. If she doesn't win any awards for the telecon designs, I can't wait to see who's who, better who. than her. Yeah, yeah. Because once again, <clears throat> she creates a whole culture. Yeah. Whole cloth. And it is beautiful and it is glorious. I love this film. This is a film that, that I sat in, that has sat with me. I've, I've seen it twice now. Okay. You and I saw it together, and I saw it with with my family. I'm probably going to see it again this weekend. And and it is a film that I realized after I've 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 been away from it a day or two has brought me a sense of peace mm. with Black. Like I've I've I realized today I've not watched Black Panther since Chadwick Boseman passed. Okay. And I realized today I might be ready. Okay. To watch Black Panther again. I think the acting is phenomenal. I think Angela Bassett mm. is 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 remarkable. Yeah. yeah. As Queen Ramonda, who has her own rage that she's dealing with. Yeah. And it is on screen, ladies and gentlemen. Winston Duke returns as Mbaku. Mm-hmm. He seems to be a little wiser. Yeah. He yeah. seems to be a little more responsible, frankly. A little bit more reasoned. A little more bit more reasoned. You get the sense that because of T'Challa's passing, M'Baku realizes he has to move into a different space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tanakurota, as Namor, is hypnotizing. I love him as Namor... And he has the gravitas where you see how you could build something mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. You can build something. If, if, just, if you know Namor's history in the comic books, this is a central player in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And you can see as we go into, I think we're, we're entering into phase five yeah. of the Marvel movies. And they're putting pieces in place. Namor can be a player, much like Jonathan Major's Kang yeah. can be a player. Yeah. yeah. Michaela Cole isn't Michaela in, Cole. M- Michaela Cole isn't in the film a whole lot. Just enough. But I take any Michaela Cole I can get. hmm mm-hmm. Danae Guerrera has some scenes where she gets to to continue the great characterization of Okoye. I have to say, I didn't think I'd be that enamored with Dominique Thorne's Riri Williams. Oh, really? But she kind of charmed me a little bit. Oh. Like, she brought a bit of levity and light to a film that is, by definition, heavy. Why didn't you think you would Well, kill her? Well, you know, I'll talk about this in my critique. You know, she's going to star in, in a Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. So I knew her being in this film. I really just sort of had in my head, this is the price you pay for what you get with the Black Panther. Like, never forget, Black Panther is part of this big, colossal hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. But I really liked her. I Like I said, I thought she brought a little light. And Letitia Wright... On a second viewing, I appreciate the work that she did in here.
0: Yeah, because on, on our first, when we first saw it, my, my you stepped out of the theater, not sure about my her initial
1: reaction. I was not sure about Letitia Wright, and no, let me be clear, I was not sure about Letitia Wright in this film because no, her just her performance right I in the it. film because I've seen Letitia Wright. In quieter roles, mm-hmm. she's in a great episode of Black Mirror mm-hmm. called "The Black Museum," mm-hmm. and she's in an episode of Steve McQueen's series Small Acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to say, I think I, I think I was distracted by everything going on mm-hmm. in the film. You know, by definition, there's just a lot going on in this movie, so that I couldn't really focus in on her performance. Mm-hmm. My second viewing, I really, really enjoyed Letitia Wright in her morning that she kind of kept cooped up. Mm-hmm. We haven't mentioned Lapita Nyong'o. No, I will. Not enough Lapita Nyong'o. It's never enough. Never enough Lapita Nyong'o. There's a lot going on in this movie. Plot-wise, I think you could argue it's, it's, it's a little stuffed.
0: There's some things that could be cut.
1: It's a little stuffed. Yeah. And it is two hours and 40 minutes. But I really do think this was a case of, again, to end where I started, Ryan Coogler had this almost impossible task mm-hmm. where he had to serve these two masters. Never forget, this is the second installment of a multi-billion dollar enterprise yeah. that connects... To this broader canvas. Mm -hmm. So you got to deal with Namor. You got to deal with Ironheart. You got to deal with this stuff. But at the same time. He uses this as an opportunity. To share his grief. With all of us. Mm -hmm. To, To have this again. This wonderful meditation on mourning. And how we mourn. And for a film that had to do both of these things, I think the script works. Like you said, it's two hours and 40 minutes. But the second time I saw it, it zipped by.
0: Yeah, I don't think you feel the the runtime. It, it is there,
1: though. but Yeah, so that... Yeah, Wakanda Forever is a triumph. Yeah, it it definitely, really is.
0: It definitely is a triumph. It definitely is a triumph. I mean, like, um, you mentioned how brave it was for Ryan Coogler to do what he did. I think it actually is very, very smart to not only open with the passing of Black, Black Panther, but I mentioned it being off camera. The script alludes to T'Challa, uh, aka the Black Panther, passing for, me, for much the same reason that Chadwick Boseman passed mm-hmm. you know cuz it mentions that he he really passed for due to an illness yeah. that he kept to himself yeah that he only told very few people right which is the story of Chadwick Chadwick Boseman who in the Marvel Cinematic Universe the last time you saw him was in Endgame no not right. Endgame um was the end game the the yeah, yeah that was oh, yeah. the final one yeah yeah so that's the last time you saw him and he was alive and you know running around so to to actually use Chadwick's real story as the building block for the movie I think is was very smart because it immediately returns us all to that moment where we found out about it at the same time as the characters are finding out about it at the top of the movie. And we collectively, the audience, are going back into this movie knowing that we are are signing on to return to the thoughts of Chadwick Boseman and his passing and how that all came about and how it all played out. And rather than having to relive his passing again by having the character pass again on camera, because to be fair, the character of Black Panther wears a full face mask. He could have just CG the Black Panther being sure. killed. Sure, But he doesn't. And it happens off camera. And to deal with that right at the top of the, sh- the movie, I mean, all of this happens, ladies and gentlemen, within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. I mean and literally right from the opening. I was about to say really
1: five minutes. You're saying Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. It's really yeah. five minutes. It's before any credits. Right. Um so I think that was smart. I think that was uh, uh the thoughtful way to get into it, and then it leads into an absolutely pitch perfect opening credit. Mm with a montage of Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. That brings you into Black Panther and sets you up for what's to come. And it is only then that you get the beat one year later and now let's open on the action set piece that all of these films always sure. open on. And that action set piece is fantastic, because it, it returns you to, it, it It sets the stage for where you are. <clears throat> the world believes Wakanda is, wa- is without their king. Therefore, the world wants to basically either tell Wakanda what to do with the vibranium or we're going to come for the vibranium. Right. And also at the top of that scene, you get Wakanda's response in the majesty of Queen Ramunda and Angela Bassett's mighty arms mm. and the return of the Dora Milaje. How, how I've missed them. Oh my God, it was so it was so fierce. I loved, I loved every moment of it because what I was reminded of in that moment and Angela Bassett's queen reminds us of that moment is that... The king is dead,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but long live the queen. All right, now. Who was the queen before T'Challa was the king.
1: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. she was married to her husband, mm. who was the king. So she already know how to do this. I'm long in this game. Just because I wasn't here with y'all, because I ain't need to be with y'all, but this is what my... My son won it, so I'm here with y'all. Right. But let me tell you what y'all not gonna do. Y'all mm. not gonna come for this vibranium because I know you. I ain't worried about the vibranium. It's y'all I'm worried about. There it is. And she put she puts she puts every colonizer on Front Street right from the top. Yeah. And then we are off and freaking running but what you realize in that movie is, in this movie is that her having to exercise that authority, exercise that uh, her 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 regalness in that moment that all is her blanket for her grief exactly and you and you see and you see what happens when that blanket comes off, the grief is there. It's sad. It's profound. But also, like you said, there's a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. And the queen doesn't always get to show her anger. But once, you know, we're tr- going to try, no, it's spoilers. But once Letitia Wright's character goes missing. There it is. Oh, all bets are off. All bets are off. And there is and and then, ladies and gentlemen, you are introduced to a scene. You talk about Ruth Carter and the set design. You are introduced to a scene that if Angela Bassett doesn't finally get her flowers yeah. and an Academy Award for that scene, Ugh. then there is something wrong with the water.
1: They have spent two movies and however many depictions since then building up Okoye as this perfect, pristine warrior. Yes. Undefeated.
0: Undefeatable.
1: If there is something that made me believe that Okoye would cry. It is the rage of Queen Ramonda. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. When she lashes out at her. It is all. It is you can. That has been sitting there. Yes, building, just building, just just and and because especially building. when she
0: when she says how, you know, I dealt with you because she she's railing at Okoye who lost the Lat- yeah. lost lost the princess. Sure, yeah. And she says, "I deal with you, you know. Yeah, your husband was a traitor, and you turned your back on him." Where's your husband? He's where you can visit him. Yeah. Where's my family? I have I not given, and I still stood by you. Right. And I told you to not to take her. Yeah. Not to take my
1: daughter. And when I love the fact that when she's she like all is sort of forgiven, but I didn't forget when Killmonger took the throne, and you stood behind him. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. You and everyone else in these room, right. all you elders. Right. So, uh, look, man. Look, she she came with receipts, dog. Yeah. She came with receipt, and that scene you talk about, it like because I've seen it twice too. That scene just made me feel so flushed because I was like, yo,
1: I know it, it, it's cool. bad for Okoye. Yeah,
0: man. And 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 shout out to Dene Guerrero, who I think, I think Okoye, because Okoye has probably been the most present... Like, she's been our representation of Wakanda in multiple films, not just in Black Panther. Right, right. She shows up. She shows up. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, not just even in Black Panther, <sighs> but also even like on, t- on some t- television shows. Yeah. So, because she's been our representation of Wakanda, we definitely feel like we know her. Right. Right? And I think that this film, the one... And this is probably my only... The nitpick about this film I think that her character tonally doesn't really have a a a, a, a landing place in this movie because mm-hmm. there's moments where she's a little you know she's uh, uh she's funny there's moments where she's she's fierce there's moments where she is definitely human because when she breaks she she does break down before the queen. Um and that's a power and and she is equally powerful in her uh, in, in in how she cowers in that scene. But there I, I don't think that Dene Guerrera is given like a real solid through line in this movie upon which to rest her performance. She's mm-hmm. good,
1: but I think it just pales in comparison to everyone else. So how do you feel about her landing as one of the midnight angels?
0: I mean, it f- it feels cool, but to but to be honest, I don't think that that moment lands mm-hmm. as much as much as the film wants it to, because I don't th- I don't think her presence is as impact
1: as, as felt throughout yeah. the film. I, it's it's a shame that from from all of the reports, Daniel Kaluuya's schedule prevented him. Yeah, from, from being, be, being even because an, it seems like a scene or two with her visiting him in prison. Mm-hmm. would have helped fill in. Yeah, help fill in that. a little yeah. bit
0: of, of that. You you're definitely right. I mm-hmm. think I, I think a little bit of her personal side, right? is what's missing. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're spot on with that. Um but don't get me wrong, I am still that's you know, I'm picking at the nick. Oh, absolutely. You know, she's still very good in 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 the film. I went on about Angela Bassett. Um Mbaku Winston Duke, good in the movie. Reasoned, definitely on the other side of the mountain as far as the character, and I appreciate that maturity, that um, that growth in yeah. the character. Uh, what that the amount of characters that this film has to introduce. Yeah, uh, I think he, along with Okoya probably suffered the most okay. at that hand because he he's not as present in the movie. <clears throat> to be fair he still has a place in the movie he he definitely yeah. makes his presence known and he is a he becomes a sounding board for shuri i love their relationship and i loved it i love the way their relationship developed i really i really do love it because you feel like it is an extension of the relationship that he developed with T'Challa, yeah. even though most of that was developed off camera right but you feel it you but feel you feel, you feel the authenticity yeah. of yeah. of how he's moving in regards to her yeah right um so 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 i i i loved him Lapita Nwanga again she's only badass in this movie i, I upon watching it again i was like Oh, she doesn't do anything wrong in this
1: does not do anything she wrong. just she is just badass now nikoya, N- nikoya, nikoya undercover her disguise yes with the glasses uh, okay is ridiculous okay, it's, okay look
0: if it works for Clark Kent if it can work <laughs> for Superman it can work for nikoya all right
1: I am a simple exchange student we're doing research well here, well first of all <clears throat> first of all here that here, looks like Lupita Nyongo in a sundress. First of all, here's the thing. But I have glasses on, so I'm unassuming. First of all, <laughs> she's going undercover
0: <laughs> in, like, in like Aztec country, right?
1: Right, right. So, like, some small rem- remote village. Re- remote village. You don't really
0: need a disguise. No. I don't, I don't think they knew no. that it's like, I know you. It's not like she was the queen or princess. You know, she was this, she's kinda spy,
1: and I'm going to keep saying she's Lupita Nyong'o. Okay, okay, in a sundress. Okay, all right. The the, the thing is, the, the, there's the, nothing unassuming about Lupita Nyong'o in a sundress. Okay, you're looking at it from a different lens, <laughs> the different gaze that might be looking at Lupita. In I'm not lens. drawing attention to myself because I have glasses on.
0: Yes, you're decidedly looking oh, from a different okay. gaze, Vincent. So, all, right. all
1: right, I didn't think I would have to be
0: the one to pull that pull oh, you Jesus back from the saints.
1: abyss. I was like, "What is she doing right now? Is she in
0: disguise?" The fact is, she didn't need a disguise. No, no one's going to know her. Yes, you know, but it is what it is. It's played for comedic effect. Yes, I don't care. And she does nothing wrong. She's great in the film. You know, <coughs> who she is. She um she actually plays more of a bigger part in the in the ending, yeah. which. I love that and I love that this movie took the time to explain where she's been
1: because yes. we haven't
0: seen her we since haven't seen her.
1: Um
0: So I, I loved it that it, it, it took that time. Um, I went on Letitia Wright as Shuri I, have, I liked her performance from day one. You did? I did. did? I did like it. Um, and I do feel that because she is definitely dealing with rage as well as sadness and loneliness for most of the film, uh, you do get saddled in that a little bit. She really only gets to exercise out of that when she's riding the motorcycle. Yeah, which I appreciate because she's still a young girl. Yeah, she's still younger, significantly younger than you know, her brother. So it, 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 it to see her exuberance, even in the face of danger, to just being able to ride in that motorcycle to be free, I felt that for her. I liked it. Um, And then the rest of the movie, I really just enjoyed, I, I I thought she gave a really smart, subtle performance.
1: And I liked her a lot opposite Riri Williams. I did. I really did. Like, I I don't know if it's economically feasible, but I would love if Shuri would show up once or twice.
0: I got a funny feeling she'll show up once. Because Shuri, as the the Iron Ironheart series. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Shuri as mentor Mm -hmm. and as older sister, Mm -hmm. I thought was wonderful. And I have to say, one of the times that I did get a little emotional is when they had the shot for shot remake of Shuri giving Riri dat. Yeah. Like T'Challa gave her dat Mm -hmm. in Black Panther. Yeah. So that you see she's now in the elder role.
0: And I like Dominique Thorne. uh, I liked her too. As Riri. I liked her a lot because she was, she was, she was real, I thought. She was 100% real. She was 100% real. real. I loved it. I, I loved every bit of, every bit of it. I, what, I was watching this film and I couldn't, I didn't mind Winston Duke not really having much to do in the movie, uh-huh. I felt, because I was just enjoying the, the majesty of all these Black women. Yes. Being, given such agency, giving such power. I love that the, the Dora Milaje, even with the passing of Black Panther, and I mentioned this in a review that I had to do the other day on, um, on uh, iHeartRadio. That the one thing about Black Panther, when you think about it, is that as big as they built up the Dora Milaje in that film, mm-hmm. you still had to kind of cycle them back a little bit because there was always the Black Panther. Right. So they could be super badass, but they couldn't be Black Panther badass. Right. And. <clears throat> In the absence of the Black Panther, I wondered whether or not the D- Dora Milaje would be able to really flex in this one, right. and they flex wholeheartedly in this film, especially. And I love the scene um, near the end, in like you know the closing set piece, the big fight, right, piece, right, right, where the men are in service of the Dora Milaje, yes, yeah you know, in, in battle. Right. I love that. I love right. that.
1: So that that was like truly, truly dope. Well and, and and just to go along with that, I love the reputation that has built up, like the introduction of the Dormelage in this film on that ship that the French try to invade.
0: hmm hmm
1: And just Okoye and the Dora stepping out of the shadow. Yeah. And there is that like Oh shit! Yeah. It's about to go down yeah. moment. Which, how Bill Duke say it? Oh, <laughs> you, yeah. know you, you know, you fucked up. <laughs> it's funny, you know, talking about how since the Black Panther, these characters mm-hmm. have appeared throughout the properties, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite moments with the Dora Milaje in in the. Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, they show up. Yeah. It is the same thing where just them showing up, you realize that the whole tone of this situation has changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So to your point, they are always in service to the Black Panther, but outside of that context. They, they're just yeah unstoppable.
0: They're they are unstoppable until they until apparently they run up to the Talakumins. Yeah, um, because them blue people is no joke. Yeah, look, them blue people is no joke. You talk about the world building of them because this is making my my way over to Namor. Um, I is a subtle thing that I thought I noticed it, but then you hit it on the head, and other people have pointed it out. That whole world of Talakum which uh, I loved one because, you know, if you're a follower of the comics, in the comics, it's always been Atlantis. Right. Which always kind of, like, mess with you because, you know, DC Comics has Aquaman who lives in Atlantis. Right. And then Namor lives in Atlantis. Right. Now, I don't know whether or not they've... Where they the telecon was created more for the movie, or if that actually has become canon in the comics? Because I haven't really followed. David it yet. hasn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is all
1: the movie.
0: So, but I I think that is so smart. I think. That, oh, yeah. I think that is so so smart. Um, and I I really loved that world building. You talked about the the mezzo Aztec. You know, you know, uh, blending with you know i guess like some aquatic yeah. you know life right you know life under the sea yeah um and it it, it, it it's so beautiful to behold creating that world but then just to have the thoughtfulness that all of these people who had to turn to under the sea because the one thing that even though they changed the uh, that, that the the ethnicity of the the origin the the story is basically still the same. Sure, that these people had to turn to develop to how to live under the sea, right? Right, because that that is historically the the story of Atlantis. Yes, um, but these people under the sea look like their natural selves. Yes, but then above the out of the water, this get to get the blue tint to them, right? And I thought that I was like,
1: yo, that is so dope. But it we. Just you think about it when when people are suffocating, Mm -hmm. when people don't have enough oxygen, Mm -hmm. they turn blue. Yeah. So when they come up, they have enough oxygen to operate. You know, when they have their masks,
0: their masks was from which they're drawing the oxygen from the
1: water. But it's not enough oxygen to have their color be its actual color. Yeah. I thought it was a wonderful way to adapt the look from the comics
0: and i and i love that nope it's not even told you
1: it's mean, not even you have to you just, right, right you figure it out you figure it out or you
0: don't or you don't yeah it doesn't really take away from it um i think that that was beautiful i don't think i don't think a good job was done building up anyone besides Yeah, no. i mean there's Mm-mm. there's like you know his sister Nemorita. N-Nimora. Namora yes. she's like she's lip serviced yeah but you don't really feel who she is um and then there's this big guy who yeah, uh, we oh, oh is that his name yeah because I only know him as warrior because yeah. that's what he and Akoya call each right, other
1: right right right
0: um but really you don't feel everybody else is kind of like just you know they're they're sure they're fighting um but then there's Namor yeah who I liked I liked this depiction of namor and i think people who are faithful to the comics the hardcore guys mm-hmm. they're <clears throat> they're not going to feel it but if you really just step away guys step just take a step back and really pay attention to what's happening here and put namor in the real world the namor from the comics has Almost always since the character was created and yeah. we're going back to the 30s, I was late 30s, like early 30s, has been one note. Absolutely. One, even even when he has been sporadically on the side of the angels. Yeah. He's still been an asshole. Yeah, he's he's always been the world's biggest asshole, which makes you wonder why anyone, let alone, would team up with him, would trust him, right. would want to work with him. Yeah, but the Namor in this, the Namor in this movie, he's got a little bit of the asshole in him, but he also knows that like the the best assholes, they also got something that you can. You know something charming about him in a weird sort of way. He is, hes seductive. He's seductive. He's yeah. charming. He's good-looking. He's—he doesn't. While he—he he, because of how he's born, they—they—they they, they put it out there. He's a mutant.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, you know, people will be like, "Ding, ding, ding!" for that. Well, and, you know, in the comics, canonically. Namor is the first mutant. Well, he, he has
0: become known as now as the first mutant. Because, because he wasn't the first mutant when he was created. That's all I'm saying.
1: That that definitely has been retconned. Okay. No, it was Like, when he was created, he wasn't. I think there's a really early appearance where they use the M word to talk about him. Like, early is, like what? Like the 30s or 40s. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's we'll, another we'll, conversation. We'll, 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 bring conversation. That yeah, right. we'll bring that to the all right. regular show.
0: We'll bring that to the regular show um nevertheless so they do name check Nemo in this movie for certain he is um he's charming he's seductive he he doesn't look he doesn't look like a cartoon character no you know uh because the comparisons are going to be made between him and Jason Momoa's performance as Aquaman sure and Say what you want about Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is almost like The Rock, a walking cartoon yeah. in in his physicality. Yeah. This guy is not a cartoon. He's not a, he's not an out of shape man. Yeah. But he's not, you know,
1: <clears throat> he's not challenging for Mr. World. Yeah. Either. But, but the irony is, and, and I think this is something that Marvel has done consistently better than D.C., He's more comic accurate than Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Like the green trunks. Oh, and his the look. And his look. Yes. Yes. Like I love the fact that they took this ridiculous conceit with the feathers mm-hmm. on the ankles. Mm-hmm. Not only do they make it work. Yes.
0: They make it work really well. Yeah. By first making them bigger. Yeah. Because that's the
1: first thing you got to do. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, you know, and kind of blending it with the Aztec mm-hmm. mythology and, you know, the feather god, the feathered serpent god. It's just so smart. It's
0: very smart. It works. Um, I want to credit that to Kugler and, and Joe Robert Cole, the, who wrote the screenplay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is very smart. And much props have to go to Tinoch Hareda because... He's good. He really he really is good. It's, it's, again, it's not the Namor from the comics,
1: but this Namor works. And he yeah. works better than the comics. Yeah. yeah. If you had any questions about how could they make a movie about Namor, mm-hmm. you immediately see it. And, and to your point, they don't do anything with Namor and Atuma as far as their characterization. There's no question in my mind Whatsoever that there's a movie series character bible sitting somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, in case they need it. You know. Well, well, if you remember the first time we saw the Dora Milaje in um, Captain America was Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. They didn't have any lines. We didn't oh, really know see about them.
0: That's true. They were just there. Well, yeah. they did have one. They did have one line. Move
1: or be moved. Or be moved. <laughs> That he was all the time. Yeah. So there's no question in my mind. And, and I have to say, I have a real soft spot for Namora because her costume design has blown me away since the first time I saw sketches of it. Oh, the design in yeah. the movie. Yeah. And talking about Ruth Carter, I feel like Ruth Carter should get an Academy Award just for Namora's costume, <laughs> it's just for the sketches. Well, that. <laughs> And the Moore's headdress. Uh, oh yeah. That I just would have worn that the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Yeah. It's
0: it's it's a it's a very, very good film. The throne made out of the Megalodon teeth? I know. I come know. on, man. I know. I know. Come on. I know. I said, come on, Ruth Carter. You ain't got to you ain't had to go that hard. I know. I know. And didn't you feel that the scenes underwater were underwater? Oh yeah. And I'm sure some of them weren't.
1: Oh, yeah. But they felt it's it just you felt the weight of the water. I was about to say you felt the you felt like these people had carved out a space. Mhm. In, in a the body of the sea that they weren't supposed to be. Yep. Yes. Yes. It felt so it 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 felt so right, which in itself was commentary on how people of color get treated. Yes, this is where I had to go mm-hmm. to find some peace. Yep, and and y'all still come knocking and now on my door. Y'all messing around, and this is gonna have them down here.
0: Yeah. See now, the argument, the, the argument to be made. There's an argument out there in the in the culture mm-hmm. that, Namor more or no more. Like Killmonger, yes, is not wrong right in his stance exactly against the you know the world at large. And his resolve that he and Wakanda need to stand together is the right move. Now, I say you're right, where he goes wrong. Is that is the way that he introduces himself to Wakanda. If you send the flying fish version of a raven to Wakanda right. to announce that you know we would like to meet, we would like to talk, right. we may have like a common goals right. that we need to discuss, that's one thing. But when you come tiptoeing out the water
1: in the in the night,
0: in the middle of the night, yeah step into Wakanda and then have your stealth your stealth fishes drop a machine on the shores of Wakanda. Yeah. And just say, yo, do this
1: and holler at me when you're ready. Yeah.
0: You're not going you're not taking the.
1: You know what? Namor is 500 years old. mm mm-hmm.
0: and, and And that's the difference between a a a country let's put it that way that has not made any entree to the world at no. all versus wakanda which has already right lives in the world right you know and that's that's the difference. They, they they he's he's free to just be him right just be like i don't know nothing else right you know um but outside of to me honestly outside of that one misstep <gasps> And that's a misstep. It's a yeah. big misstep. But outside of that one misstep, he really... He, I kind of like see his point of view. I even see his point of view... I even see his point of view in when uh, Shuri and Riri are rescued from Talokan. yeah. And in their escape, one of the Telekunians dies. Yes, and Namor feels that. Yeah, and then he's like, "Yo, we are going to Wakanda." I kind of feel him on that
1: too. Look, man,
0: and I, you know,
1: he makes good points. There's so much commentary. This is a continuation on the commentary that you got in Black Panther about colonialism. about about what happens when people of color come into contact with Europeans. Yeah. Like, no one ever has a story that they're like, the Europeans showed up and then things were awesome. Right. Like, that's just not how history has worked. The problem is that it's not even a problem. You have these two Cultures that find themselves on different sides of the coin because, frankly, the decision that T'Challa makes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been a Killmonger fan. Mm-hmm. I'm on record throughout the years. I was listening to our review of Black Panther from four years ago, where not for one moment have I been Team Killmonger. Killmonger made some points in this film where he talked about the nobility of T'Challa. And T'Challa was noble. But his nobility has put all of these people in this position. Killmonger, killmonger, killmonger. But when Killmonger says, basically, I had some effect on you all, because your father would not have gone to America to save Riri. That's true. Your father killed his brother to protect Wakanda. What makes you think anyone would have gone? to protect this American scientist before me. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. It
0: is complicated, I, but I love the messiness of and it. And I love the messiness of it. I love the messiness of it because, because to be fair, you need a little bit of that messiness. Absolutely. You need it because it's real. It's 100% percent oh. yeah it's Yeah, it's, it's a fine film. It's fine. Now, it's two hours and 40 minutes. You could cut easy... 10 minutes off of this movie by just getting rid of Martin Freeman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Again, you, you know, you got to pay the toll. And and see and that's the thing. When we talked we talked about that when we first saw the film, The first Black Panther because it had to build the world of Wakanda. Right. It was really going to be the showcase for Black Panther. It, everyone recognized the the historic moment that that movie was going to represent. Right. That almost necessitated that movie living in its own world. Right. This film, I think even if Chadwick Boseman was still here, by nature of its place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, especially in the absence of Captain America, Iron Man, in Avenger movies, meaning that this was going to be almost like, uh, one of the, uh, tent poles yeah, of, of the universe, probably alongside like Thor. Right. Um, this film had to be more tied into yeah. the cinematic universe. Now, I feel that with Riri Williams and, even just the conversation about Vibranium yeah. and the introduction of Namor, you had enough tendrils to kind of connect it to, to um, MCU. Maybe you give some face time to Martin Freeman's character, but I don't think you
1: really needed Julia louis Stryfus. I like her, well, but I don't well, think you needed her. Well, much like Namor... If, if you follow this stuff, you know that they're setting her up mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a player right? in the next phase. Like, this is... Like, she showed up... Again, we, we were just talking about Captain America and the... I mean... Uh, Winter Soldier, Soldier and a, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. She shows up in that. She, she showed up in the-, the last Black Widow movie. Right, right. Not the last. The Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be, a, apparently, a big player in this Thunderbolts movie that's coming in a few... So, again... As far as these movies go, where they always have to kind of be connected to the big canvas. Mm -hmm. If 10 minutes are the only thing you can point to and say, oh, well, that's that's just them servicing the machine. The fact that they were able to organically include Ironheart impressed me, because like I said, that felt very tagged (laughs) kind of tagged on to me until I actually saw it Mm -hmm. Namor and Black Panther have history in the comics so that already was set up to work Mm -hmm. but while I agree with you and I absolutely agree with you that we didn't need that whole CIA subplot that didn't go anywhere and then it's like you have Lake Bell I was like oh it's Lake Bell oh now she's gone (laughs) it's like how do you hire lake bell for two minutes maybe she just wanted to be in a movie
0: well she she was the voice of black widow in what if right right but i mean as an actress
1: like i like lake bell
0: they had to justify the the salary
1: right but you know as far as these things go i didn't mind it no
0: let's talk about the after credit scene Yeah. yeah the after credit scene ladies and gentlemen there's only one only one so if you haven't seen it there's only one to say for it's a mid credit scene um and it's where we find out exactly what happened to Nicoya, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: why she wasn't uh had been had been missing and we why she was not present at the top of the movie for the funeral right for T'Challa and this is because she has um Established uh, a home and a school. Yes. In Haiti, but also because that is where she has been raising her son. Yes. Well, put it another way, the son of T'Challa. Yes. Uh, for lo, these many years, um, a young a young lad named Toussaint. His Haitian name. Is his Haitian name his Wakanda name is T'Challa. Prince T'Challa. Prince
1: son, T'Challa. Son of King T'Challa.
0: Now, I will say, first of all, they mentioned that in that scene, because she's introducing her son to Shuri. Yes. In the after credit scene. And Shuri asked, did my mother get to meet young T'Challa? And she says, yes. Yes. And what you realize, and I realize it upon Second viewing, that she met him when the queen first earlier in the film went to Haiti on her own because he is the first child that walks walks up to her. Interesting,
1: yeah. He's okay. he's
0: the first child that walks up to her and says uh, bonjour. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm I'm not necessarily certain
1: if that's in, initially when they meet. Now is that before or after she tells Shuri? I have something to tell you about your brother. Is that before or after the scene with Namor?
0: Between,
1: uh, oh, that is after. Right. So she must have known him before. Right. Because when she says, "I," you assume that's what she was going to tell Shuri. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really what he said was bonjour. And then they cut before he said bonjour, grandmama.
0: Right, 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 right. Oh, that's good. I, I didn't piece that one together, yeah. but you're right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but tell me if you felt this when you, could, when you first meet him, you don't know who he is, right? But then of at the end, you're like, oh, it's you know, child's son. They show a close up of the young of the young actor. Yeah. There was a part of me looking at him it was like. They de aged Chadwick Boseman.
1: You know what? Because <laughs> he, he looked For like, a split second. I thought the exact same. <laughs> he looked like baby Chadwick. I was like, is this Chadwick Boseman's <laughs> little cousin or something? No, I know, I know. He was perfectly cast. He was perfectly cast, man.
0: He was absolutely perfectly. Now I go. Now now yeah. uh, now I got to look him up.
1: Gotta... That is another scene. That seeing it again made me reevaluate mm-hmm. Letitia Wright's performance. She is so good in that scene. Oh, she is. Yeah. Like the look of peace that comes when she burns her mourning garments and then when she meets her nephew. And it's just, it's a peace that she hasn't had the entire film.
0: Yeah. We're calling her N- uh, Nicole. I knew that was wrong. Her name is Nico. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character is Nakia. Nakia, right. Nakia. Um, th- th- the young Toussaint was played by <clears throat> Divine Love Kanadu-san.
1: Okay. So I don't believe he is... Uh, Chad was a little
0: cousin. He's, he, it doesn't... I, I believe they they would tell us. But the casting was perfect. Yes. yes
1: and I loved it.
0: Yeah. It was re- really, really dope. Um, also, um, just, you know, to... Give The flowers where they are deserved, uh, in the roles of all of the elders, um, Dorothy Steele, yeah, who played like the elder, Yeah. The oldest, uh, elder, um, returns, yes, she does, from a Black Panther. This was her, her final post, uh, posthumous role.
1: Oh, has she passed?
0: Yeah, 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 she, oh, uh, actually passed away in October of last
1: year. Oh, that- at uh 95 years old. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, I'm glad they captured her one more time. Me too. Me too. And she w- and she was great. she you. was fantastic. Look, man. You said it on the last episode when we did a Black Panther like everyone could have a series. Mhm. I could 100% watch a West Wing, House of Cards, type series. Just the, the palace About entry. About the politics. Yes. Of the Council of Elders.
0: Yes. Yes. 100%.
1: I love all
0: of them. And M'Baku on the council now? With his, like, sitting there like Buzz Bunny. Oh my Chomping God. on his carrot. Oh. Yeah, they're
1: fit it, they're fan- It's fantastic.
0: What, because we live in the mountains? You think we don't read books? You think we don't read books? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but about the we we totally got off the, the after credit scene. What yeah. did you think of it?
1: I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was earned. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really do think I really do think that at the the through line for this film was how do we deal with grief? Yeah. And I don't think it's too much to impart this on a film that is an extension of a cultural phenomenon like Black Panther. You almost don't want to say after COVID because you don't want to jinx it. Mm -hmm. Because so many of us have seen so much death and sadness over the past two years. The past two, three years. Mm -hmm. i think this is a really important film i think this film really is this wonderful piece of art that can serve as a conversation piece as a conversation starter about how do we grieve yeah you know like how do we deal with grief i mean not to make it completely about myself but you, you know you Everyone knows like I've had death in my family in the past two years. And I felt a lot of shuri. Like I am someone that, you know, I, I you know, you just keep busy and, and you bury yourself in what you do and, and you don't and, and you know when when Ramanda says, you know, you turn to the ancestors and you like, ah, I got work to do, I got yeah. this, that and the other. Yeah. And that works to a certain extent. Until it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And to watch Shuri go through this journey, through this film, mm-hmm. you know, give in to, succumb to her anger at one point, <clears throat> but then get through it. Like, like I love... Like, talking about how smart this script is, of course she saw Killmonger. Yeah. she went through the ancestors. Because... That's where Killmonger never got past. That's right. He never got past the anger part of his grief. But then at the end, when she's near death and she goes to the ancestors again, now she sees her mother. Right. So now she's at this place. So now that you've gone through all this again, you get this introduction of this character literally representing life going on Mm -hmm. so that i loved it and then and and then you know it coming after the like i love the transition of her throwing her mourning garments into the fire it cuts to the credits that have it in the background
0: to to that beautiful rihanna song
1: which is something i thought i'd never say i thought that was so It, it was absolutely glorious yeah yeah. And then you come back and this is what you get. And the little smile on Shuri's face. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect.
0: Yeah, and I love that, like, the film itself and then the after credit scene, it all it, it they both end as the film begins with Shuri. Yeah. Um, as you have the funny feeling that she will be the probably along with Okoye kind of like the the our window into Wakanda going forward in the rest of the MCU. Yeah. For a little bit. <coughs> but this was um, like a, a, a just a smart, you know, passing of the mantle a little bit because it kind of deals with the whole T'Challa thing. Yeah. Uh, just a, a, a real smart, intelligent movie.
1: Would you recommend that people see Black Panther? I would absolutely Wakanda, recommend you? it. I would absolutely recommend it I, I think I think it's a, it's an important film I think it's an important film I think it's 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 entertaining I think it's it's a film much like like Black Panther like I keep going I think you can just go and look at the designs mm-hmm. I think people are doing great work acting mm-hmm. I, 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 I think um script is smart. As you said, it's this wonderful celebration of black women, all different types of black women. But, but I do, I, I really think w- w- without hyperbole or, or, or trying to, to, to pump it up, make it more than it is, I think all of us have gone through trauma over the past two years. At least, I, I mean, I think you can fold in the Trump era Mm -hmm. Which I think for many of us was traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how much we've actually dealt with it. Like, addressed it and acknowledged that we have gone through this thing. Like, there's over a million people who were here that aren't here. And for Ryan Coogler to make this amazingly sensitive film, kind of highlighting this as a subject... I think it's extraordinary. So yeah, I absolutely think everyone should watch this. Yep. At least once, if no. not twice. Yeah,
0: No, at least twice. Yeah. Because if you've seen it bef- already, go see it again. Bring someone who hasn't seen it, if you can find them, um, and sit and really like meditate on it. You know, it's a, it's a good film. It really is a good film. And your reward's on the second viewing. Black Panther Wakanda forever. In theaters now, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it's going any place anytime no, soon. it'll be there for a minute. It'll be there for a minute so you can find it. So check it out. Um that is that's it. That's our special review. There you go. We had to get this out of our system. There you go. We had to blah, get it out. Of our
1: system.
0: <laughs> 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 we had to we had to do it. Yeah, you know. Um, so you know, you'll hear us on our regular episode, and we'll talk tangentially about
1: it. But this sure. this is where we'll. But, we're, but this, is this is our statement. This is our statement. This is our statement.
0: Yeah, yeah. So check it out, and uh, really hope you enjoyed this. The Michelle Mission: Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made. You can go to Mission dot com, uh, where you can find out all the things going on about our show. Become a uh, subscriber to our newsletter. Get updates on all the things, and we got some cool things coming in 2023 that we're going to setting to announce in the uh, coming weeks. So you want to stay tuned for that. You can also go there and hit swag, check out all of the cool designs and t-shirts and whatnots that we have available for your buying pleasure by way of our good friends at T Public. The Michaud Mission is also a proud member of The Podglomerate. Thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. If you want to contact us, email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. Or you can hit us up on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for now, at Mission, And subscribe to the Michaud Mission. We are on YouTube at Mission on YouTube um, where you can find all of our past reviews and some special videos that we're going to be throwing out there as well. Um, Subscribe and um, check us out. If you really want to help out the show, go to your podcast directory of choice, but make it Apple Podcasts, and give us a five-star rating and a review. Because that helps people find our show as we are trying to make our way up to 200 reviews. So help us make that goal happen. All right? Okay. Um, Check out our feed. You'll see what show we're putting up regularly this week when you listen to this. I don't even want to announce. No, no, no. You know? It should be evergreen. Yeah, it should be evergreen. This should be evergreen. This is just all... Always listen to the Black Panther Wakanda Father. All right, until next time, it's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting, we say.
1: We'll see you when it's time to the video.